Hey guys, how you doing? This is JP Saricolia coming to you once again. And in today's podcast, uh, we are going to talk about Batman and the 80th anniversary. We're going to discuss who Batman is, you know, the past, the present, and the future. So stay tuned for that. Uh, but before we get into the conversation of the day, I want to uh, thank those that uh, like and subscribe to my channel on YouTube. Also to those that, you know, subscribe uh, through the podcast, through iTunes, Teacher, Spreaker. Thank you very much for your support. And also want to thank those that support me via uh, Patreon, uh, PayPal, or GoFundMe. Uh, your financial support gets me in the air. So thank you very much, all of you, for your help. So um, now get into it. Now with no more preambles, let's get into it. Uh, definitely uh, this weekend is a big celebration for uh, a lot of comic book fans, for Batman fans, for DC fans, I think for the geek culture in general. Uh, one of the biggest icons of modern day, which is Batman, is definitely celebrating his birthday. And um, it's definitely exciting. It's definitely exciting for me as a person that grew up reading Batman uh, to really come to this, you know, to celebrate the 80th anniversary. I'm 40 years old. It means that this, uh, he, you know, he, Batman has been around double my life, you know, in on this earth the creation of course by bob kane and bill finger uh, and definitely it's one of the uh, it's an amazing story uh, how a character that was uh, created and published you know detective comics what was detective comics number 27 which published uh, the introduction of batman back in 1939 so it's been of course 80 years it's been a long long time but a character that has survived the different generations the golden age of comics the silver age of comics the bronze age of comics the modern age of comics and it's as popular or more popular than ever you know it's a character that people love that everyone is easy to distinguish it's a character that you know is one of those characters that people that don't even read comics know who batman is he is an icon uh and not only in america but it's an icon all over the world people know batman you know you can change the suit you can put you know add a pouches and you can add all kind of stuff change the color of the suit you know make the cowl look a bit different you can make it more modern you can make it old school, whatever, but people recognize Batman no matter what, regardless of the suit, because Batman is just Batman. It's an icon. It's a character, you know, bigger than life. As you know, it's my, it's my favorite character. If you follow my channel... If you have seen or follow my my podcast, you know that Batman is one of my favorite characters. Uh, if I have to count the two biggest characters in my life, uh, in, in my childhood, the biggest superheroes of my life, uh, Marvel side is Spider-Man. I love Spider-Man stories. I identify myself with Spider-Man. But on the other side with DC, I identify with Batman above, you know, Superman, above anybody else. Batman is an icon in my life. It's one of the characters that I love. As a kid, I read the comics back in the 80s. You know, I read a lot of the 70s stuff. You know, it's one character that I love up to this day. You know, I love modern renditions of Batman. You know, there's been a lot of great renditions. It's such a rich character. You know, so many characters don't have that richness. You know, some characters are more rigid in their construction. Some characters are, uh, you know, not as, as rich as, uh, uh, you know, they don't have as much layers as Batman does. And that's what makes the difference. In many ways, uh, many people would say this, that Batman is the closest character from the DC universe closer to the Marvel side. Because it's a character that has, uh, a, it's, an, it's an enigmatic character. It's a character that has uh, moral questions. It's a character that also has struggles, emotional struggles, mental struggles. It's a character that is, uh, you know, also knows his limitations. He he is very confident, but also he feels the limitations. And a character that, you know, not only that, the rogue 
gallery of, you know, all these villains and also all his friends and allies is so rich and powerful. It's definitely a, a very rich environment. Gotham City, the Gotham environment is such a rich world that full of different layers that you explore the emotional, mental issues. It does a, a lot of work in it, and it's definitely one of the greatest things. That's one of the reasons why now that it is the 80th anniversary, the birthday, a lot of people are excited. You know, and of course, DC is going and throwing that house, you know, out the window, the sink, and all that, because, you know, it's definitely a, a milestone getting to this. And, you know, DC is doing all kind of stuff, you know, to commemorate this celebration, particularly they're also celebrating the Detective Comics number 1000, uh, which is going to be released this week. And the artist by Jim Lee, the, the, the cover is Scott Williams, Alex Sinclair. Beautiful art as usual with Jim Lee and, and Scott Williams and Alex Sinclair. Phenomenal. And of course, they, a lot of people, there's going to be a lot of big celebration. There's going to be a lot of places that are going to uh, to do some special events. A lot of, of course, the comic book shops are going to have, uh, which are some of them are participating. They're going to have some extra things to give away. So a lot of cool things. So again, like I always say, support your local comic book shop definitely it's a good time to go and get you know reacquainted if you haven't read comics in a while with batman reacquainted with batman there's great stories out there and i uh, really get into it there's going to be all kind of things celebrations in WonderCon, which happens this weekend they're going to have a special panel called you know happy birthday batman and they're going to start an all-star lineup of you know guests you know there's a lot of people there uh they're coming i think jim lee is going to be there. there's going to be a lot of people talking about the legacy of batman the history of batman and you know the celebration and what it's to come so definitely there's a lot of things also um dc uh universe is actually is going to be free uh, the entire day so if you're not a fan or you haven't really uh or you haven't you know in this case uh you know download the app or you're not using dc universe or you haven't subscribed to that maybe it's a way to try it it's going to be free all things batman are going to be free i think everything's going to be free you're going to be able to watch everything that has to do with that you can binge watch all the shows you want to movies you know shows uh, animated films all of that you know read all the comics so it's a good way i think it's a great way actually to hook a lot of people into the service and i know that whoever subscribes you have a you, the first month is going to be 80 cents before the following month is going to go back to the $7.99, which is, I think is the standard price that they're paying. So it's something good to do this Saturday if you want to really you know get into a lot of Batman stuff. It's another way to celebrate the character. So there's going to be a lot of places where they're gonna pay tribute to the character. You're gonna see that you know the hashtags everywhere. You know like you know you know in this case Batman 80 and I think 1000 Detective and you know Long Live the Bat. So there's gonna be a lot of different hashtags uh, and people are going to be celebrating Batman. You know and it's something great. You know Batman is is, is a character that has lived. And surf, you know, and it's a character that is definitely has been in the in the pretty much in the public eye for so long. Now, if you're interested, definitely there is a, um, a documentary that was produced by Hulu. I don't know if you have watched it, but it's Batman and Bill, which talks about the history of Bill Finger, and um, you know he was actually one of the creators, if not the most important creator of Batman, alongside Bob Kane. But Bob Kane, of course, for you know, it talks about the history how Bill Finger really pretty much died and not 
not even, you know, pretty much unknown uh, by a lot of people. And uh, it's until recent years that, you know, Bill Finger has resurfaced. And now, you know, people assume that he's one of the creators. He was the artist for so long. And, um, you know, but definitely he never got the credit he deserved. You know, something that, you know, practices that um, the, the publishing companies did back in the day, which were not fair. And um, definitely something, but it's, it's kind of like a sad story in one way, but also has a hopeful story because now their family, they're reaping the benefits, you know, and the documentary trying to bring this to life for the families to also be, you know, supported financially because, of course, DC has made billions of dollars, billions of dollars with this character that he created and he died, you know, he died without a cent uh, to his name. So definitely something that, you know, it's good to know. I have some links for you if you want to watch it. Uh, maybe you can purchase it. I'm not. Such, I have the links for you. But definitely, it's important. So you know, Batman is such a rich character, and definitely, of course, you know, there's a lot of stories in regards to uh, the morality of Batman. A lot of people are definitely, um, you know, no, I would say skeptical. But Batman has been being in the public eye for so long has really created uh, different images of Batman. You know, we have different generations of Batman and, and Batman fans. Uh, of course, like I said, I grew up in the, in the I was born in the late 70s, but technically I read comics in the 80s. Uh, I, uh, you know, I was born in Mexico and in Mexico, of course, comics, um, um, they, you know, they, they, there's a, you know, there were years, you know, of course, there's a, the comics are not coming through as in the U.S. You know, sometimes it takes a couple of years for them to release it in Spanish. Uh, but also I was reading comics in English. I was reading both comics. So, so I have the opportunity to read the newer comics, which everybody wanted to read the, those new comics, new stories printed in English in the U S but also there were, we were reading the Spanish comics. You know, there were stories that were prior to it, uh, for like, I would say, uh, you know, five years, even 10 years, some of those comics. So I was able to read a lot of Spanish comics and comics in Spanish of Batman. There were of course, um, you know, you know, from the seventies, but I was reading the 80s stuff also in English. And of course, the nine stuff and you know so on so on Batman is such a rich character with so many different layers so many different artists you know like people identify with a specific Batman some people will identify with the origins Batman but you know many of those fans you know you know they're no you know they're probably they don't live anymore you know the golden age of was 80 years ago when this bat the original Batman story was created but a lot of people grew up in the Silver Age of comics they grew up with you know with Dennis O'Neill you know and uh, they grew up with uh Adams, you know, the, the depictions of this characters throughout the 70s, which are very rich, you know, and then you have the 80s, which was a bit darker in tone, but definitely that was the, the time where I was reading comics in Batman, and of course, when Batman went to Russia, when Batman was really fighting uh, serial killers, and there was a lot of iffy moments in that time, so there's always, you know, the death of, uh, in this case, uh, of the death in the family is another story that happened early 90s, so there's a lot of things that happen in the history of Batman, they were very fundamental and and in every person and, and you can see nowadays there's a lot of different stories you know you have jim lee when he had batman hush another version that i really enjoy i think consider the most beautiful batman uh art that ever existed has been created you know just the art alone batman hush well put together uh but of course you got you know artists like greg capullo i love greg capullo's uh depiction of batman you know it's definitely one of the best stories of batman in years but batman you know it's been through 
movies. I love the Dark Knight trilogy. I love it. I love the original Batman, you know, 1989, Tim Burton's Batman. Definitely loved it. I love the following. They were cheesier, but I love them. You know, you have the Batman, of course, animated films, which was a phenomenal run. I love that depiction of Batman, you know, but also the video games. You got, you know, the, the in this case, the Gotham, you know, Gotham City. You have um, all this, you know, the different trilogies from Rocksteady. Uh, you know, I think it's trilogy because the other uh, fourth one was not really part of the trilogy. Well, it was part of the trilogy, but was created by a different, uh, uh, in this case, developer. But definitely, all this, all these games I played, and I love because they present the Batman we all know and we love. Now, of course, the movies have changed um, and they have done things, and throughout the generations, there's always been this debate about who Batman is, and I think that's the center core of today's podcast: who is Batman. You know, because my understanding of Batman, it might be totally different from your understanding of who Batman is. We all have different uh, understandings of the character. Um, for me, Batman is a person that doesn't kill, but for others, it does. And you know what? You know, I cannot negate uh, the, the history of Batman because initially Batman, there were killings in Batman's story. He killed, you know, trying to defend people. Of course, the way the, the comics presented, was it was implicit more than just, you know, you see a carnage in the comic pages. But of course, the comic code changed that. And the show, which I love the show back in the 60, late 60s, 70s show. It was one of my favorite shows as a kid, but it was very cheesy, but definitely was something good for a child to watch. And of course, uh, the, the, you know, the Code of Authority really changed the way the comics were technically uh, managed and what can you be introduced. But even though uh, there was the Code of Authority was in place, um, they were fine. They're finding ways, any Sunil Lasserati find ways to really present mature tone teams in the 70s that really push the envelope and push the, the boundaries and give us really powerful stories within those limitations that were existing during that time. And then we have, of course, some of the greatest Batman stories and some of the greatest villains and characters that were introduced in that run. And of course, you know, Batman has changed over time. You know, some stories are darker. Some some stories are really bad. Some stories are really good. Some stories are overpraised. You know, some some characters have been changed. Of course, every generation, every person, every comic book character, every comic book fan, I'm sorry, has a different view who Batman is or who Batman should be and what are the rules. I personally, like I said, I love a Batman that has that golden rule of not killing. However, you know, I'm I'm not against a Batman that kills as long as part of the story and it really encompasses within the that particular story, every element that really defines who Batman is. You know, there's an article that I recently read. Of course, um, as you know, perhaps you have heard about the the rant that was thrown by Zack Snyder recently, and it's been, you know, going all over the, the Internet. Uh, where he was in a particular uh, fundraiser, he was. Uh, it was for uh, some, uh, in this case, film in school. So he was. There was a panel. It was a Watchmen panel. He was invited to come over and to talk about his uh, the way he did uh, the the filmmaking. Of course, he's participant. He's in a. He was part of a, a student in this school, so definitely he came and support him. But there was something, and I'll have the notes for you. At CBR um, was actually the website that actually presented started this, where actually. Um, um, you know, very explicit terms. You know, he was asked why, why he allowed in his comic books to uh, characters to kill. 
uh, in his movies. And of course, he was very explicit. He used a very, you know, foul language in the theme. And, you know, he's trying to say, well, you know, that people need to wake up, you know, that Batman kills and he has killed in the past. And people, they just want to kind of live on the, this golden rule. And, you know, it was an interesting the way he presented it. Now, um, the way he said things, and I'm going to have the link, and it's going to have a very explicit uh, language in it, where he expressed, you know, why he allowed, in this case, Batman to kill, and why his characters kill, and he says, well, you know, people live in this dream in this world. We think that, you know, this and that. We want to have these golden rules, but, you know, this world is already messed up as it is. But the way he's talking, uh, expressing about the situation, I can see some pain. It, it is definitely, it definitely sounds like a man that is grieving. And, you know, we have to understand this. And, you know, I don't have nothing against Snyder. I think he is a cool director. I think he he's, he's one of the best when it comes about putting images together. I'm not a fan of his storytelling. And sometimes the, the core elements of the stories he, he directs or the story, what he wants to convey with the stories. But that's besides the point. He is a fantastic cinematographer. He's fantastic on that department. But the thing, what I really, I saw when I read the notes, I see a, a guy, of course, who lost his daughter recently, last year, which it was last year. It was a very painful situation. I would not know what to do uh, if I lost my daughter. You know, I will lose hope. You know, so he sounds very, uh, you know, bitter about the situation. And of course, people constantly attacking him because of what he, pres what he presented with his movie. At the end of the day, in my opinion, movies do not dictate the way comic books are. You know, they do in a certain extent, but not to me. Because I love characters and I I'm going to support what I support. And I'm going to read what I feel that is more comfortable to me, not necessarily what I don't. And I feel that in this case, I feel people are very quick to judge him and to really try to diminish what he has done. And you know what? He has fans. He has supporters. People that love his version of Batman, perhaps because they're, you know, many of them are younger, a younger generation, and even older generation, older comic book readers, I feel more comfortable with a Batman that has no boundaries uh, uh, in this case of, you know, uh, taking, you know, matters into their own hands. So, you know, it's an interesting read, and I'll have it for you. And of course, there was, there's been a many responses, and there's many of them online. And one of them, it was by IGN, which is, uh, I'll have for you, the screwy morality of Batman in the movies. And, and you know what? What's a very interesting, I went through it and read it. Uh, it's talking about how the movies, and it makes some very, very valid points, how movies have changed the perception of who Batman is. Many fans that are not really uh, comic book fans, have, you know, learn from these movies, you know, from the Tim Burton movies, from uh, all these different movies, and they have a, a loved this version of Batman, and how they consider this the Batman, the Batman that kills, the Batman that, you know, it has to take a life, he'll take a life. And of course, all of this have changed the perception and how the, you know, the Batman that even, you know, in this case on the Dark Knight and, and the Batman Begins, when he doesn't sell Ra's al Ghul, you know, he have the moral responsibility to save him at the last minute, but he decided not to save him. So technically he's responsible. So he's making all these valid points, this, this, this. Uh, in this case, article. However, and I'm going through it, and I'm reading the article, and I know in this person that writes this, is a very young writer, I feel through all of that, he makes some valid points, but at the end, I can see that he... Uh, fails to understand the nature of Batman, perhaps because it's the perception that he has as a young reader. Um, because he's talking about that uh, Batman is a person uh, that has technically, and he puts it this way, that has mental issues, mental problems. And I feel that that's the problem 
that we have nowadays. That Batman is, he's talking about that Batman is a uh, vigilante. Definitely he takes, uh, you know, justice into his own hands. So he's going above, he thinks he's above the law, which is not necessarily true because, yeah, he's a vigilante. But the, the fact that he, uh, you know, traps, uh, you know, people doesn't make it above, you know, that he's going against the law. He's not, you know, doing the law thing because technically you can consider that he's just doing a citizen's arrest. It's all he's doing. He's not taking justice and hit into his own hands because he's not the judge or the executioner. You know, he has never been that. He surrenders the villains into the hands of the Gotham police for them to do, you know, going through the legal process. So that's the story of Batman. You know, he has worked together as any other citizen. You know, he has done citizen's arrest. That's what he does. And, um, you know, work with Commissioner Gordon and, you know, keep works with him technically as a consultant. So that's always been the case with the Batman story. Yeah, he's a vigilante, but he's not a vigilante that thinks he's above the law because he doesn't apply justice in his hands. He allow other things. And of course, this this theme, this this theme within his life has always been the subject of so many different versions of Batman, also interpretations of Batman, and also creates some conflicts among his allies who think that he is too soft with some of these villains. And of course, it, it, there's a rich interpretation of it. There, every book, you know, writer, every person that takes the, you know, the, the wheel into Batman stories, of course, is going to inject their own perception into it. And after 80 years, you're going to have so many different versions versions of it but the particularly elements the fundamental elements of who batman is have always been there and i'm um, definitely uh, you know this article that we write gn it was interesting has some valid points but ultimately fails to understand batman because considers batman a person that acts in revenge you know acts because he is hurt because you know he's trying to uh, make amends for something that he feels responsible the death of his parents and in in part it's true but i don't think he is motivated by uh, by painful memories he's not only motivated by that yes there is some of that and some of that has been injected more recently in comics you know like trying to make it more like a deviant character instead of being a character that is you know that technically feels a moral responsibility because of his wealth and because of what he has experienced because he don't want people to experience that he has that doesn't make you mentally unstable because at the end of the day we can reflect ourselves with Batman because we all do that you know we live in a world where a lot of the moral decisions that we make are based on our own painful experiences. We are making decisions day in and day out based on that. We pursue certain things and we try to do certain things. Some, some people go into the police force because they feel more responsibility to save others. Some people go into the military because they feel more responsibility towards saving, you know, protecting their country. Some people go into medical school because they want to save lives. They want to be vets because they want to save animals' lives. You know, every person makes a moral challenge. It doesn't mean that you're mentally unstable. Simply touches home. It depends on you you know some people do it because he touches home some people didn't grow up with a parent they don't have a father so and ultimately they decide to become social workers to help those that don't have that because they identify it's not like they mentally challenge or they because they are morally uh deviant or because you know there is some mental issues or you know health issues mental health issues in their lives because that's what the implication of this article was which at the end of the day fails to understand who batman is he's a man that has go through pain and uses that in order to help others the same way i build this channel you know where my bad experiences in the past i try to help people and i'm motivated to help people that's my motivation in life so i can identify with batman you know in that sense so i I feel that, you know, and this is the problem nowadays that sometimes um, these versions of Batman water down the intrinsical parts of Batman. However, 
I don't want to just say here that it should stock with, you know, the, the, the Batman version that I love should be the one that should be the standard for everyone and for everything. Uh, Batman, it's a character that is rich, bigger than life, full of so many um, connotations. Also, uh, so many, uh, you know, things are sometimes hard to understand, contradictions. You know, there are a lot of things in Batman that definitely are well, good to explore. And, you know, it's one of those characters that allows writers to really explore in a way, in a way that is different. Now, Superman is totally different as a character. Superman is a character that it's, it's, it's hard sometimes to create a character, uh, you know, a world around him because, you know, he is a good guy. You know, he is always perceived as that. Batman is it, not so much. It's not like he's a good guy, but in so many ways, you know, he is different. You know, he sees the world from a perspective of down below. He puts even Superman above him because he doesn't consider himself as good as that. And he, in many ways, he's trying to prove himself. Doesn't mean necessarily that he's mentally unstable. So definitely, of course, you know, some writers have presented that case. Not necessarily means that those uh, Elseworld stories are definitely the norm and definitely that the way we should perceive Batman. So definitely, I'm definitely I'm excited. Uh, the 80th anniversary, uh, I'm going to enjoy. I'm probably going to watch DC uh, Universe. I haven't subscribed to it. Uh, but definitely, I'm going to take, you know, give it a try and just enjoy at least for a week or maybe take the trial, maybe do something. I don't know. Um, there's some things there that I, I'm interested uh, to really watch. We'll, we'll see. But definitely, I'm very excited for Batman. Um, love the character. You know, have review statues. I've reviewed the books. Uh, and definitely, I, I love, you know, I, and anything that has to do with Batman, you know, I'm all for it. So I'm looking forward to whatever comes from DC, the next iteration of movies uh, for the character. So what is your opinion? Are you excited for the 80th anniversary? Are you a big uh, Batman fan? Uh, do you like Batman at all? What is it that you like? What is your favorite version of Batman? Do you like 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s? Do you like the modern versions? you like the Batman that kills or you think Batman should not kill? I would like to hear your opinion. Uh, share it down below if you're watching this on YouTube. And uh, once again, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Uh, please like, comment, and subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, also, uh, you know, you know, share that in you know, this video or the podcast through social media. You can do it through all the different outlets. And please consider Consider supporting me financially. You can do so through uh, Patreon, through uh, GoFundMe, through PayPal. All the links are down below. So once again, God bless you and have a great weekend. I'll talk to you again. Bye-bye.